Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. My name is Jack, and as always, I'm sitting here with Chris. How's it going? It is going fantastic. Uh, I, I think most of you saw it, but I had a pretty good weekend. It wrote a little something that we're going to talk about later. So He did forget to take I, pictures, I though, and I'm good. not mad at all. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'll explain why that also later. But yeah, mm-hmm. that, that you, did happen. There, there better be. I'm, I'm looking forward to that part of this. But anyways... Um, yeah. So first off, real quick at the top of the show, we got to shout out our patrons. Yeah. So, uh, first Bryant from Coaster365, also Graham, Grant, Jaden. So shout out to all of them. Thank you, uh, our patrons. You guys can join our Patreon as well. Down in the description is the link. We appreciate it if you do. Obviously, you are not obligated. You don't have to. But all the money goes to the show, and we appreciate the love. Yes, uh, y'all make the show happen, um, paying for the podcast hosting software and then the eventual website and the eventual new mic for Chris, because that's our goal. So, Yeah, that will happen. Now, okay, for once, I'm looking at our... So we have show notes every week. That's how we kind of keep ourselves on track, kind of keep ourselves on track um this is the longest weekly news we've had in a hot minute and even then none of it is like huge huge except for probably two things on here i mean nothing on here is huge huge um well okay there's one thing on here that's big well and there's a decent size thing but yeah yeah okay let's hop into it then so first coming from cga california's great america south bay shores has progressed nicely. Got a little update from that. It's looking good. Yeah. Um, I think Ace did the construction tour with them the other day. It looks really good. I remember seeing it in 2019 in person. It was just a pile of dirt, so it has to look better than it did back then. I really kind of am looking forward to going back to CGA and doing their water park. Because CGA is one of those parts, once you've ridden everything, outside of Railblazer, Gold Striker, and maybe flight deck there's really not much oh sorry and demon demons i'd probably take demon over flight deck to be honest but outside of those three or four don't you dare disrespect patriot the greatest coaster of all time sure yes you know it uh huh bow to patriot i will not bow to that ride until it gives me back all the pain and suffering um Anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that water park complete because I'll probably spend some time in it. So, I have not been to CGA. Can't really compare how it was before, but hey, water park renovations—they're they're always nice. Like it's just a little added touch. That's good. You'd love to see it. All now, right. This wasn't like a renovation. This was like a full-on water park. So oh, yeah, yeah, I know. This was a big one. Like, I, mm-hmm. it, it's not going to be a coaster. You know, because pe- people would freak if it was a coaster, but still, n- nice little. Y'all will get your hyper eventually, and by eventually, Probably I mean not. never. Yeah, no, you're not. Uh, next uh, up. 
Next up is the one that's been it's been very entertaining to watch over the last 24 or 48 hours. And though it's only been 24 hours. Yesterday, uh, Sunday, May 2nd, Silver Dollar City just dropped the thing. It's like, big news tomorrow, 10 a.m. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, it's the new Gerslauer. It's a new roller coaster. Oh my gosh. People, no. Every, no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They weren't going to just announce the day before that, hey, we have an announcement tomorrow. And then have a record-breaking coaster. I know, because that's the type of thing you send out media kits for, and you invite the press to come see the launch. Yeah, no. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But the best part about it is, so they're getting the the Harlem Globetrotters are coming and doing a show at Silver Dollar City. The one thing I haven't seen anyone mention, Chris, do you know who owns the Harlem Globetrotters? I'm going to guess Hershend. Ding, ding, ding. So Dollywood will have the Harlem Globetrotters at some point. They've already had the Harlem Globetrotters. That was Again. 2013 or 14. Yeah. I was like, this is the like least surprising thing ever. I got, hold on. I want to fact check myself. Um, hold on. Harlem Globetrotters. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Where is it? Yeah, where is it? I know it's on here. Yep, Hershen Family Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yep. I did not know that, but that, that makes this uh, a lot less surprising. I mean, it wasn't yeah. that big of a deal in the first place, but that's happening. It was one of those weird things. I was just perusing Hershen's website one day, and it was like, oh, we own this and this and this. Oh, and we own the Harlem Globetrotters. I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, yeah. I will say it's been a while since I've seen... I've only seen the Globetrotters once. I would love for them to come back to the Hollywood so I can see them again. I have not seen them. But hey, good for Silver Dollar City. Good new yep. entertainment. All right. Next up from Kings Island, Racer oh, is getting boy. a new decal. Oh, my Lord. It's getting a new decal. This is better than Orion. Oh, my gosh. I think... I think, I think my life just changed. So. Anyway, Jersey Devil trains are now on track. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jersey Devil trains are on track. This gives us both hope that it will open uh, in June, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, the trains do look really good. Every, I think the last couple of weeks, I got in. Er, Great Adventure has been doing a really good job posting like weekly updates on it, which yes, like, I really appreciate. And the last week or the last two weeks have been really good because the ride's track is complete. They're getting close. They're, the chain's in, I'm pretty sure. Chain's in. There's a train on. It can't be too long, folks. It, yeah, it'll start testing uh, very soon, I'm sure. Yep. All right. Oh, this next, I think I'll take, yeah, this next one, something I probably am way too excited about, Thunderhawk at Michigan's Adventure, a ride I grew up hating and then eventually rode, um, it used to have McDonald's colors. I remember when it opened, it was red and yellow, and it looked like someone dropped a glorified McDonald's on the uh, north side of Michigan's Adventure. Gone are those days. Hallelujah. Amen. They are repainting Thunderhawk. It's going to have like a reddish track. So kind of close to what it was already. But the supports are now going to be like this really dark brown. 
and it looks so much better and it fits so much better with the Thunderhawks theme. Uh, the one thing we don't know is if they're changing the color of the trains. The trains were purple. I I think purple would look fine, but I also could see them changing the color of the trains and I wouldn't complain. It it does look very, very good. Like one of the best SLC color schemes probably now. The only thing that's going to be a pain is it, or not as cool now is with those darker colors. Used to on the pond, it was really cool because the ride was, if it was really still that day, you got like a perfect reflection of the ride. Now with the darker colors, it won't do that as well, but I can't complain too much because it looked like garbage. Yeah, I saw it in person. <laughs> it, looks... it was literally like tan. The entire thing was tan. It, it definitely looks actually really good now. Like, Cedar Fair did a thing at Michigan's Adventure. That's the big takeaway. And they it's a good put thing. put in a bench. They painted a ride. Y'all, it's happening. And they did a kitty area. Don't forget the kitty area. Things that's... are coming. <sighs> this is the most stuff Giga, that's happened Giga, at Michigan. Giga. There's more stuff that's happened at Michigan's Adventure in the 2020 to 2021 offseason, or I guess 2019 to 21 offseason, um, than there has since 1998 to 2019. That is like the level of stuff that is happening. Good sign, I guess. Hey, Michigan people will take it, of course. Oh, I know my cousins are going to be, we're, I'm going to walk in there with them in July and they're going to be like, I thought it was a different color. And maybe like it was, hallelujah, they painted it. <laughs> Yeah, it looks very good. But, uh, all right. Moving on. We're getting another used Schwarzkopf in the U.S. Some park, I believe in Texas it was, right? Yes, it was Yeah, it's getting a Schwarzkopf Wildcat. And it's um, a 45-meter clone, which apparently is, like, rare. I did not know that. But, yeah, that's happening. Uh, more credits for Texas people. That's like the second credit in two weeks that they're adding. Um, but yeah, good to see. Good to see. Uh, Shorts cost should be kept alive. Even if it's just a wildcat, which, you know, nobody really talks about those. But yeah, congratulations, Texas enthusiast. You get a plus one. Congratulations. And the big, uh, the big one this week is Massachusetts is allowing their theme parks to reopen. Um, but what was the what day is? Or, uh, June fourteenth, I believe. Yes, that day they are reopening rides. Um, I'm gonna hold on. That's Six Flags New England. I'm gonna fact check us. Or not June, May, May fourteenth, right? Yeah. I think it's May. I was, I, you said June. No, hold on. Just going to look. Hold on. Uh, May 14th for pass holders, 15th to the general public. Yeah. I know Brian's so, happy. There goes Brian our mention for happy. the week. But... I know. Did you see what I referred to him as in the questions? Oh, no. Did I mess it up? <laughs> Whoops. Well, uh, yeah. Good for you, Bryant. Uh, you already know that I'm trying to be there later this year. Hopefully I'll see you. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Okay. That's news this week. We usually don't do this, but I have to give a shout out to this guy on Reddit. His username is R, or sorry, U Rack Hudson. And he did a post called Things You Can Do. Instead of going to Nickelodeon Universe this Saturday. And so That's what he written. 
yeah, it's a base. I must sum this up. Um, so to go to Nickelodeon Universe for the entire day, you'd have to buy three four hour time slots, which are $85, $85, and $75, which is $245 plus tax for one day at a park that has only gotten mediocre reviews. Um, and then, and then it gets crazy. Uh, a single day park hopper at Disney World is cheaper. A season pass, a king season pass to Hershey is cheaper. A Diamond Elite membership for a year is cheaper. A SeaWorld Platinum Pass is only like $10 more. A Cedar Fair Platinum Pass is cheaper. A Dollywood Gold Pass is, you're beginning to see my point. Why does it cost so much to go to that dang park? Yeah, they uh, they got to figure it out, I think. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I have no intentions of going until I figure this. T- I'm not paying $85 for a bad cup, a couple of clones. And apparently one of the clones isn't that great. One of them never works. And it's in my least favorite state. Sorry, Miss Hirsch. Yeah, they, uh, they, they should change something. I don't, I don't know if they're just not making money. Or if they're being greedy or what, but it's just not a good look. No, uh, <laughs> that's about it. That's like that's all you gotta say. It's just not a good look. They need to figure it out. But yeah, shout out to Rack Hudson. Uh, yeah, that, that's one of your best posts. I laughed my head off. Yeah, that's when a I good saw one. That. Uh, so, okay, there is that ran- the randomness for the week. Next up is our segment we do every week. We're on Shorskos right now. It's Ride of the Week. So, last week we did Mindbender at Six Flags Over Georgia. And this week we're choosing between Shockwave at Over Texas, New Revolution at Six Flags Magic Mountain, and Scorpion at Bush Gardens Tampa. Alright, I have the wheel ready. Are we spinning? I think we're spinning. Alright, the wheel is spinning. Scorpion. Okay. You've written this a lot more than me, so you start. <laughs> it is better than Tigris. Came <laughs> <laughs> into that. That's all yeah. you gotta say. <laughs> uh, Scorpion is one of those just classic family size, small, single loop Shorskovs that's basically an infinite helix after. And it's good. Uh, it has the lap bars. It's obviously incredible, incredibly forceful, just like basically all Schwarzkopf's. Um, and yeah, it is a really, really, really good filler coaster for the park. It gives them a a, a classic, but also a family coaster. I I, I really enjoy the ride. It just it just gets long lines because it's always on one train, but that's okay. I mean, it it's a family ride. You wouldn't expect them to run it that on two. I mean, it's a family ride. Just like Cheetah Hunt's a family ride. Yeah. <laughs> it The thing packs a punch, for sure. I know you and your dad enjoyed it more than you were expecting to. And uh, if it doesn't have a long line, I'll, I'll ride it whenever I'm there. But yeah, I'm a fan of Scorpion. Definitely. 100%. Yeah, so we only rode it once. I don't even remember where we rode it, but it's a chore scoff. It doesn't matter. You're going to feel the Gs. Mm. Um... It's a fun. I don't. I. It's a fun roller coaster. I would definitely ride it when I went back, especially over riding Tigris again. Um, it's very pretty. 
Mm-hmm. It is very compact. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there are kitty coasters that would take up more room than that. Looking at you, Magic Mountain. Um, yeah, it's a really fun ride. It's short. I've, you said it when my dad and I rode it for the first time, we were like, Oh, this was really good. Short scoffs are those rides for me. That's always like, I'm not expecting much. Then I ride them. I'm like, yep, this is a lot better than I expected it to be. Uh, and that's pretty much the way it is for every single short scoff. Scorpion is no exception. That's pretty much it. I feel like short scoffs are kind of like the overlooked classics. Cause you have PTC and CCI. And then when it comes to steels, arrow is always the one that's looked at. But I, that's probably just because there's not as many short scoffs. But I mean, they're they're so so good. Yeah, uh, Scorpion, big fan. It also got repainted recently, so that's pretty cool. Very intense ride, and I think that does it for ride of the week. So next week we will have either Shockwave at Six Flags over Texas or New Revolution at Six Flags Magic Mountain. Which means you get to listen to only one of us ramble. Yay! That's right. All right. Okay, I think it's time for some listener questions, the part that you guys care about, as always. Uh, Quick plug, if you want to give us questions or topics, join the Discord. Link is in the description. Hop on over. We're always asking for questions every single week, and we try to answer as many as we can. So as long as I don't accidentally answer them, because I'm like, "Ooh, that's a good question." Oh crap! That we were gonna post it. Yeah, I have a habit of answering the questions ahead of time. I'm sorry. I've Uh, almost done it a couple times, but I think I've been able to hold myself back every time. I was just sitting there. So the first question, well, well, the first question we have is, "What will happen first? Chris beats Jack at golf, and an actual game of golf, like where we go on a course and play eighteen or nine holes." or I beat Chris at basketball. And this was not the original question. The original question, this is from he who must not be named, also known as Bryant, is um, what happens first, uh, Chris beats me at bowling, or I beat Chris at basketball. Um, The answer is the same for both of them. Chris will beat me at whatever sport I play before I beat him at basketball because he is that good at basketball and I am that bad at basketball. Uh, yeah, I was going to let you answer first anyway, because I didn't want to answer it, but I agree. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're, you're you're fine, you know? You're fine at basketball. I can hold my weight against STEM kids, um, which is decent. When I start playing against you, the last time we played basketball, I was like passing out on my driveway. You were just running circles around me. I had that one fadeaway spot that I didn't miss from. I don't I, think I, I missed was, all day from there. I was, we we had a pile of dirt in our yard or in our driveway the other day, and I was sweeping that corner out. And I just stood there and I was like, I just looked at that. I was like, yep, yeah, there's no way I could ever make this shot. <laughs> I um, yeah, I just caught fire from there. <laughs> that that went well for me. That one fadeaway from behind the bucket. Um. Yeah. So. I will probably never beat Chris at basketball. The thing about golf and bowling for me, golf especially, is I'm such a weekend golfer. I have days where I'm really good. Like, I can maybe shoot just a tad bit or below par or above par, however you want to look at it. I'm usually probably in the 45 range on a nine, which is not bad for someone who only plays like twice a month. Um, But I have days where I shoot like 70 
on a set of nine, which is not good. And then bowling, as is evident today, because I sent Chris pictures while I was bowling, I had one game where I bowled an 80, which is absolute garbage. And then, so what do you think? What do you think you could max out? Like, what do you think the highest max bowling score? in bowling? Like, if I took you right now and said bowl, what do you think you'd get? Well, right now, I don't know. It, like, if you took me today and we played three games, I would progressively get better because, I mean, that's the way it's always been for bowling. I don't do it often, but if we play a couple games, I'll get okay, decent so what's, by the what's last your one. game three score going to be? What's Probably like 150. Okay, yeah. If I'm on, if I'm on a good day, you're screwed. Uh, yes. A good day, I average. If you bowl an 80, then I think I'm going to win. Now, to be fair. To be, to fair. be fair. Yep. Um, I, I need a new ball because my current one is too light and I'm overthrowing it, which is, that's, yeah. And then the other thing is where I bowled today, they don't know how to oil the darn lanes. Well, that's a shame. I'm yeah, too lazy to I drive think, the other 10 minutes to get to the place that actually does. So. I think I would have a better chance at beating you at bowling than I would golf because I've only golfed once. Bowling is something that I think most people have done multiple times. Uh, the thing about bowling, though, especially if you were to like right now, you probably could be, you probably could have beat me multiple times today because I was just not having a good day. When I'm in the middle of my season and I'm bowling 13, 14 games a week. Bowling then I'll probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting close to 200 every game. Uh-huh. I was, I made one miss. My last game, I bowled a 192. If I had hit one more pin in the frame before, it would have been a 220. Well, I think that does it for this question. Shout okay. out, Brian. He always has very good questions. <laughs> I really like this. This, was, this, this was question funny. came up today, and I was like, okay, this is actually just a this, really this good, is a good funny one. Thanks, question. Brian. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Our next question is from, oh gosh, man, I always forget how to pronounce it. Mikhail, I think. Okay, now that Velocicoaster is all but here, what do you realistically see Universal doing next for either Island Studios or the resort in general? Do you think we will see anything at all before Epic Universe? In my opinion, other than festivals and stuff, no. I'm pretty sure they're going to just put as much effort as they can into getting Epic Universe done, and then we'll see some stuff, probably at islands maybe just like one quick rework of a ride at a universal like simpsons or something but yeah um that's my thoughts my guess is they want to get that done quick because it's already a project that's supposed to take a really really long time and it's obviously has a lot of planning going into it so i think they would want to put all their attention towards that yeah okay this is another really good question um because so I see both sides of it, because I, I agree, like, we know Epic Universe is a 2024-2025 project at this point. That's still four years away, which for an Orlando park, especially of the Universal or Disney caliber, to not at least add something to one of their already operating parks, that's, like, eternity for one of these parks, I feel like. Okay, go back and tell me the last time Disney did not open a ride in one of their parks excluding 2020 or 20 actually no excluding 2021 go back and tell me a year that disney has not opened a single ride across all of their parks in the floor let me think i'm i'm gonna have to look uh-huh. um um 
I know there have been times where it's been a couple years where they have not added stuff. Let's see. Not then. This is the portion of the podcast where we do research live on the air. Yep, you're welcome. Ba- while, while he's looking that up, basically my point, if we're, okay, for a non-Universal or Disney park, I can see going three or four years without a major investment. That makes sense. But for one of these parks, especially in a post-pandemic world where everyone is ready for that escape, I think it makes sense to continue adding something. Now, am I saying we're going to see another Velocicoaster um, at Islands or Studios? No, but do I think we're going to see some sort of ride at one of the parks that's not just an enhancement? Yes. Um, I would expect something Dark Ride-esque. Probably an answer to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad because that's their the new dark ride in town i could mm. see them going for something like that the real question is where do you put it we know they're trying to make islands of the thrill park and studios the park for everyone so probably studios um islands already has the better dark rides anyways um uh okay this is what i'm thinking it is such a big project and i know there have been times where universal has gone for multiple years without adding something I think if they do add anything in the time before uh, Epic Universe opens, it will be a pretty basic dark ride. Something like um, the Secret Life of Pets one that just opened in Hollywood. That would probably take, like, Simpson Spot or something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the most I could see, really. Yeah, again, I'm not expect again, not expecting a multi-million dollar roller coaster because they just built one and it's probably going to be their headliner for but a flying long dino time. But that's okay, so that's the next question I've got is how many days left does um Seussland have? Um Oh, I I think it'll stay. I don't think they're going to care enough to retheme a whole kids area because that's a pretty large area with like four or five rides. Fair. It's, when you look at the big thing is that when you start looking at the Islands of Adventure, seeing where they're going to expand, because we know they want, I mean, they're pouring money into, or they've been okay. pouring money into that. Islands. Place, so where do they expand? If Islands is going to do anything, it's probably going to be like Lost Continent, complete redo. And I, they're not going to put in the money to make a whole new land when they're working on Epic Universe already. So that's going to wait. But I that that's going to come someday, I'm sure. Because Sinbad, the show, has been closed for like a year already and is not going to reopen. Poseidon's Fury has been closed since they reopened from COVID for staffing reasons. Uh, so right now, when COVID is over, if they do reopen Poseidon's Fury, all that is there is a walkthrough attraction and a restaurant. Obviously, that like that's going to change sometime. The bigger thing, as far as lands that could be redone, is over in studios, Kid Zone. Like, what kid nowadays knows Fifle? Right? It, it's like over there, you have Fifle, Barney, and Curious George. Barney and Curious George are still popular, but I get like. It'll happen eventually where that's mm-hmm. that's going to be redone, I'm sure, to a different kid's theme. I, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll happen 
Well, and uh. the other thing is, I know they've got Rip Ride Rocket and they've got Gringotts, but they really don't. Neither of those rhymes I would consider like high. Okay, Rip Ride Rocket is Rip Ride Rocket. It does what it does. It's okay. Gringotts is all about the immersion. It doesn't really do much as a roller coaster. It's more of a dark ride. So I guess my next, my other comment is like, is Studios itself ever gonna get an actual roller coaster that other than Mummy? Yeah, other than Mummy, because Mummy is their headlining roller coaster right now. Are, but they, are they gonna get something Hulk or Velocicoaster like? I don't see it. No, I don't see it. Because that's the, the thing right now. Well, the, here's the okay, dilemma. Now you got me going I mean, wild. <laughs> Here's the dilemma I have right now with, when I come back for Velocicoaster this fall. I know for sure, like, Islands is a done deal. I will do Islands, like, multiple days. But for Studios, the only two rides that really make me want to go back to Studios are Gringotts and Mummy. And I just don't think I it, that's not enough for me to justify adding yeah. the hardcopper. <sighs> I would be just fine getting a two day or getting two day tickets to Islands of Adventure and just doing Islands of Adventure because mm. the rides I care about are in Islands of Adventure. If if studios ever did add a decent sized coaster other than Mummy or like Rip Ride Rocket, it would it, it'll be a while, I'm sure. And the only spot that I could really see that happening is if they tore out the whole uh stadium for Fear Factor, because that only operates certain parts of the year anyway because it has shows for Halloween Horror Nights or they use it for other stuff from time to time. So that's the only spot that I could uh, mm-hmm. see. That or they're going to have... That, will be a, that would be a while, a while. That or they're going to have to sacrifice some of this precious, precious backstage area they've got no, over by so Men in Black. Or, um, yeah. So that those would, that's what it would take. I mean, it, I have again, no problems with Rip Ride Rocket getting ripped out and replaced with a B&M like it was supposed to be, you know? But that that won't happen either. No, that won't. Well, and let's be honest. Everyone, I, we know that Thridden um, Hollywood Dream has says it's one of the most mediocre B&Ms ever because it has no airtime. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really meant to be a hyper, really. It was just meant to be kind of what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't the think only... they intended for it to be some massive thing. No, but still, it's like it's got airtime hills. It gives no airtime. What was the point of the airtime hills? Scenery and grace, I I guess. Something like that. I guess. But yeah, that was a a lot. (laughs) Again, this is one of the questions I saw it today. I was like, okay, I can go on a good tangent about this. Shout out TDR. But yeah, um, shout out Mikhail as well. Thank you, sir. And our last question most dreaded coaster on your next trip. This is from Grant. Well, this was the question that stumped us the most at the beginning when we were talking about it beforehand. We're probably going to spend the least amount of time on it in the end. Uh, Chris called dibs on one, so I'll let him start. <laughs> okay, looking over my trip, there's not really a whole lot. Actually, I don't think there's anything that I'm dreading writing. So I'll just go with one that I'm kind of 50-50 on, and that's Batwing at Six Flags America. Because on one hand, I've heard it's decent, and Firehawk was okay. But on the other hand, like, I, I'm scared it's going to be like Nighthawk. <laughs> because riding Nighthawk again, uh, no interest in that at all. So 
my hope is that it is as good as Firehawk was. And I think it will be. But there's still that little bit of, like, nerves. Like, is this going to hurt me, to, like, really badly, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I get, I've just got to make a comment about Nighthawk because to remind everyone how much we hate it. If I'm in a park with you and you don't have the credits, because this is my wit- test or witness to this, most of the times I'll ride the roller coaster with you, even if I already have the credit. If you said I don't have the Nighthawk credit, I'm going to laugh and go ride Fury because I'm not putting myself through that. Or take their pictures. They just... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not, even, I'm not wasting hard drive space on that ride. I'm going to ride Fury. Understandable. It, it's that bad. I, lo, okay, if you haven't been to Carowinds, maybe consider not even getting the credit. It's Honestly, really terrible. It's terrible. I mean, if, if you want to ride it once for the credit, eh, hey makes complete sense but it, it's one Don't of the few rides where it mm-hmm. might not be worth it it is it, that's it there are maybe three rides and immediately popped the mind that i was like was that worth it even that's one of um what that nighthawk is one of them the other two are canada's wonderland don't even need to be named we know which ones. don't even need the name only you know which two they are so um okay i have Kind of to, again, I'm not really dreading roller coasters. My dad and I have always said to each other, it's like any day at the park is better than the day at work or at school. So why would you dread riding a roller coaster? Except it's, unless it's my Unless heart. you're at American Dream. Uh, because you just you're... spent like a hundred and something, <laughs> $200. I don't think I would dread getting the roller coasters. I would just have mega buyer's remorse. I'd be yeah. like, I cannot believe I just spent 90 something dollars for a crappy Gerslauer and a broken Intamin. Anyway, um, most red coaster. So the two that immediately popped in my, I was going to say, but someone stole it. Um, I claimed it first. Not my problem. Tim Pesto. Because, yep. man, do those rides suck. <laughs> <laughs> and not because it's probably going to... Not because I'm, like, dreading riding it, because I'm dreading having to admit I was wrong. El Toro. So... Okay, okay, then in that case, and we're doing rides that we've ridden, I'll throw it out there in Vertigo, because it's terrible. Oh, yes, in Vertigo. Because mm, it's yes, terrible. I wasn't going to mention terrible. that one. Mm, it's, it is it's not terrible. Horrible. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's no good. It's very bad. Chris, you're wrong. It's not it's terrible. terrible. It's Vertigo terrible. is terrible. It's, it's it's horrible. Okay, but yeah, that was listed of questions. Not. It's terrible. It's but not. <laughs> it is. Thank you, guys, as always, once again. Link in description. Join the Discord. Give us questions. We appreciate it. We'll answer them, uh, of course. But yeah, um, that was listener questions. Shout out to everybody who gave them to me. Yep. So okay. this next part, I'm going to shut up for a bit and let someone ramble about what they got to do yesterday or when y'all mm. listen to this on Sunday that I'm not jealous at all about. Okay, let's let's do it. So... To preface, do not take what I say at all as reliable here, because I one billion percent need to re-ride. It was really a blur to me, uh, because I was very overwhelmed. I had waited this long to ride this thing, and a lot happens. <laughs> like there is a lot that goes down with this ride that I do not remember. So I, I'm going to try my best. 
I am writing on Wednesday. The day uh, Yes. If my opinion changes, I will mention it in next episode and talk about it. But yeah, so, if you have been living under a rock, Velocicoaster uh, is now allowing pass holders the chance to ride, which is sick. And I was able to ride one time on Sunday, the day that they first started. So, okay, let's, let's get through the pictures real quick. The reason I didn't have pictures is because the queue was already completely full. I walked through there, and I was not aware that after you ride, you could not go back in the plaza. So I got straight in line. Obviously, I want to ride the thing. I went through the queue, rode it, but then you have to exit through the Discovery Center. You don't get to go back into the plaza, so I never had the opportunity to take pictures, unless I would have taken the time before the ride, which I'm going to do Wednesday. I got you now, okay? But yeah, that's why I didn't take pictures. So we'll go into the queue. The queue, in my opinion, is pretty mid-tier for universal standards. It's good. that It's like room, and there's cool stuff in the room. And then next is just a very basic hallway or room with switchbacks where there's not a whole lot. And then it's cool room, and then it's basic room. Then it's cool room, and it's basic room. So it kind of switches back and forth. It's not... 100% elaborately themed in every spot, right? But yeah, the first room, you have that massive statue uh, with the Velociraptors, which looks amazing. The lighting is great and everything. That's just a huge room of switchbacks. The next room, um, the next, like, cool themed room is the one where you have the Velociraptor animatronics, which are amazing. And I, I like one of the things that I love the most about them, just this tiny added touch, is that if you're standing in front of it and the thing snorts, it blows air out of the nostrils. I, I found that I found that really cool. But yeah, that room is super sick. And then the other two rooms that come to mind is a room where they have little relics and stuff, basically like to go with Velociraptors. And the coolest thing in that room is they have a mini model of the front car to the train and I wanted to steal it really badly, but I didn't know how. So I, I didn't, but yeah. And the last room, um, before you like that's connected to the station is massive video screen on one side where you have Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. It's Chris Pratt. That's Um... in the movie. Well, all the people that were in... I've seen all the spoilers, so I know what's happening. Um, all of the people... Was it the doctor, or was it the just the, the guy that's like, this is a bad idea? The guy that's this is a bad idea. Okay, that's Chris Pratt, yes. Yeah, so you've got, you've got a, a lady who's just kind of like, you know, an interviewer, and then Chris Pratt. And basically, Chris Pratt is like, this is so dumb. You, these raptors are dangerous. And you decided to build a roller coaster in it. And now I have, I'm having to wrangle these raptors. Everybody who's in line, just leave, please. This is a bad idea, basically. That's the whole theme. And I love that that's the theme. They didn't go with an elaborate storyline. They literally said, we built a roller coaster in Jurassic World, in the raptor paddock. And that's what you're riding. That's it. That's the theme. And that I love that, honestly. And then you get to the station where it's basic load-unload. But on the other side, 
And I don't think anybody's gotten pictures of this because you're not allowed to have your phone over there. On the other side of the station, on the unload side, it is just massive window looking out at all of the rock work in the paddock in the first half. And you can see the whole thing. It is such a cool view. But yeah, okay, ride itself. The trains look amazing. They are super, super comfy. I love this restraint system. This was my first experience with Intamin's new gen restraints, and they are just mwah, amazing. Uh, it's awesome. The first launch is themed. You get in, and on both sides, there is velociraptors in cages next to you, and they take off, and then you follow shortly behind. And that first launch, now remember, I said I need to ride again. I thought the first launch was better than the second one. I don't remember the second launch super, super well, which is why I'm so excited for Wednesday. But that first launch is very forceful. Like, it is so good. You start off a little slow, and then it just, wow, kicks it. It has the roar and everything. You roll back a little bit before you launch, too, so you roll back and then just take off. It is so good. That first inversion, crazy whip. You go through it slow, and you get whipped to the side, and then you drop back down into the rockwork, and you start off slower, so you lean forward, and then it just whips you back and gives you a ton of air. You get an awesome near miss with some of the rockwork on the way back down, and then you go into the second element, that weird sideways dive loop thing that just keeps curving. That is so whippy. That's one of the best moments of the ride. And then you have a lot of very good floater and good whip basically the rest of the way through with just amazing near misses, which once again, I need to rewrite this because I don't remember a lot of the near misses as well, because I mean, I, I was kind of crying maybe, but yeah, like the first half was so, so, so good. I, I, rem I don't remember a lot of it, but I do remember getting just thrown everywhere. Th this ride is not, nearly as crazy with airtime as it is with laterals. The laterals on this thing are some of the best you will get. Like, it, it flips you every which way. And then you go and hit the second launch, which is probably the part that I'm most excited for on Wednesday because I don't remember it that well. And you get to the top hat. I was in row 10. There's 12 rows. And the airtime down the top hat was good. It, it was not some heavenly ejector getting thrown from your seat thing. You lift it up, and then you went back down, and it wasn't a whole lot. So, once again, I, I need to rewrite for that as well. But the rest of the second half is fantastic. You have the stall where you, you I mean, you haul through the stall, so you don't really get a ton of hang time, but you, you whip into it, and you whip out of it. You go down by the water, you go into the uh, like wave turn, which that throws you pretty strongly. And then probably my either my favorite or my second favorite moment of the ride, that weird off-axis outer banked airtime thing, just it just does whatever it wants with you. You get thrown every which way throughout that. You finish the rest of the helix, which is good. You go into that little airtime pop, which gives you some solid floater. And then the element that everybody's talking about, and yes, it 1,000% lives up to the hype, is that, that like, heartline roll over the water. That I, man, it is like, think Kumba's hill roll, but with a lap bar. 
that is literally the level it is at. And you can really, really sense how close you are to the water as you go through that thing. It is an experience, that one element. It flips you everywhere. And then you uh, just hop up into the brake room where you get some decent floater and you hit the brakes. And that's it. The ride is so freaking good. And there's still parts of it that I need to go back and really think about and re-ride. I, I can see it going up in my rankings, which as of right now, I'm not going to spoil where it is right now. But yes, it is top 10. I can see it going up. I could also see it going down because it, it did not have a ton of crazy positives or airtime or anything, but just the whip. See, because I wasn't expecting as much whip from that thing, but it really made up for everything that it did lack in that. So it's really weird feeling right now for me after riding it. It's like, yeah, it was really good, not really how I expected it to be. And I need to rewrite it with, you know, kind of now that I've gotten a ride, kind of know what to expect. But oh my gosh. This thing is, it is special. It, it, it 1000% lives up to the hype in my eyes. People who s- said it was going to have bad pacing are completely wrong. Like it, it does really fly other than that first element. And even then with the first element going through slower, it, it helps that element in my opinion, because you get the whip and then you get such a unique feeling dropping down and a really close near miss. So people you need to go ride this thing. It is such a, such a good ride. It is. <sighs> okay, Bryant, this is the part you're waiting for. It's better than Maverick. It is better than Maverick, in my opinion. It Come ride it when it opens. It's so good. And I know Jack wants to be there. I will have another ride on Wednesday where I will definitely let you guys know if anything changed. But man, good job, Universal. This is a special ride. Yep. Okay, so I've heard most of that already. I am going to read a couple of text messages I got from people that are not named Chris. Um, let's see. Uh, from our lovely friend, Scott Schaefer at Upstop Media, I, um, I, th- I asked him how the ride was, and he said, absolutely nuts. Did things I didn't think it was going to do, which is what I've been hearing a lot. What of did I just say? say? The thing, nobody expected this to be a ride based on laterals and whip, I feel like. And that's, it, it's probably the best modern coaster for laterals and whip there is right now, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And, and then from his uh, partner in crime, Sarah said, good Lord, it was amazing. I haven't heard what Taylor thinks of it yet, but I know what he thinks of it based off his Twitter. He loved it too. Literally everyone I know that's written it has said it's fantastic. Uh, There has not not been a person who said it disappointed them, I feel like. No, I have not heard someone say it was bad yet. And If they do, I'm going to fight them and be like, you got to ride it, so shut up. It, man. Just thinking about it gets me so excited for Wednesday. I cannot wait. It's so good. Oh, but yes, I I did get to ride it. It's amazing. I know a lot of people were waiting for my review, and there you have it. I hope this helped with your expectations a little bit. Because don't go in there expecting some super intense ride. In in a way, it almost reminds me of Millennium Force and how it is built to be this massive thing that looks like it's going to be crazy intense, and then you get on it, and it's not really what you expected. Don't expect it to be crazy in the positives. Just so much laterals and whip, and the lap bars are perfect for it. It, it. it will, if you're expecting a super intense ride, it will disappoint you in that aspect, which it did a little bit for me, but it will make up for it completely in everything else it does.
Yeah, I'm. I need to ride this thing like immediately, like Soon. now. Why am I sitting in my at my desk in Tennessee? Jack, it's not open yet, and you don't have a pass. That's why. I don't care. I will buy a freaking pass. It's too late to take the reservation. I'll steal yours. No. <laughs> I need to ride again. But yeah, definitely come check this thing out when it opens. I. And also, another really quick thing to add, which people who are talking about how this thing's going to have seven or eight hour lines, I don't think so. Because the entire queue, including extended queue, was full for me, and I waited probably 40 minutes. They And it was on three trains. So th the operations are fantastic. They are really, really rolling these through. You're not going to have to wait a crazy long time, I don't think. It, it, it's going to be good when it opens. Not jealous at all. Not jealous at all. I know you're not. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, there's the Velocicoaster excitement you've all been waiting for. Oh, yeah. You've all been waiting for that. I know you have. Um, so, with that, we will, of course, be talking about it. We'll probably end up talking about it a bit next week. Chris, can I get to ride it again? But with that, that wraps up this week's episode of the podcast. I know it's not the longest episode we've ever released, but... That's not a bad thing. Change of pace. Not a bad thing. We needed a break from these hour crazy episodes. So, that being said, make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at Twisted Traveler, but the R at the end is a one. Instagram at Twisted underscore Traveler. You can follow Chris at... I don't remember your handle, so you plug yourself. At Twisted Travelers Chris. No that place. No nothing, yeah. And no then you can follow me at Thrilling Moment on Twitter and Instagram for all of those glorious roller coaster photos and probably the some Discord. hot takes. Join the Discord, Patreon, listen to episodes you've missed. We appreciate all of you guys. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.